Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland, a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Feliz cumpleaños! Feliz cumpleaños! <laughs> You're one! You're one-year-old Bebo! Oh, you're my one-year-old Bebo. You are! You're my one-year-old Bebo! <laughs> we made it one year! We made it one year! My happy sweets! My happy sweet babe! Hello, spooky soul, and welcome back to Creepy Corn Folklore. This is episode 26, specifically relating to birthdays. In two days, it's going to be my birthday. I will be 29. I'm really excited, honestly, that it is my last year being a 20-something. 20s are really hard. (laughs) There's so much transition, life changes, and stuff like that that I'm like, kind of over it and ready to be 30, 30 plus. That'd be nice. Um, And then 10 days from today, it'll be my babo's birthday and she turns one, which is really hard for me to believe. It's crazy to think that she's going to be one because mentally and emotionally, I feel like I just gave birth to her. Um, And so it's kind of nice, like knowing that she's past that kind of scary phase of the preemie time. Um, Now she's a chunk a chunk, which I worked really hard for. And she is doing such a good job, like growing and being chunky. And it's awesome. Um, But uh, and it's so funny because she's in 2T clothing right now, which if you didn't know, that just means that she's in like two year old or toddler clothing. (laughs) Because she's so huge. She's like chunky and really, really tall. I guess she got that from her dad because I am not like that. <laughs> I'm nice and average through and through. But um, but I plan on doing like a little celebration for her, like with me taking pictures of her, uh, maybe having like a ridiculous outfit she wears or something if she's up for it. I'm definitely going to do a smash cake. I think she's really going to like it. And I'm maybe going to invite some close family and friends, but even then I don't know cuz um for like the holidays it was just me and my husband and my babo and it was pretty perfect. Um and I kind of liked that feeling um and it's not something that she's totally going to remember either. So I just feel like maybe the pictures and like whatever family time means to me, whatever I'm up for, whatever she's up for and whatever my husband's up for at the time, that's what we'll be doing. But um in case you don't know, like a smash cake is like a teeny tiny cake 
with um that's made with like safe ingredients that are like easy on the tummy and babies just like smash into it and with their hands and they eat it and it's really really cute because they're like feral they go feral on this cake because they're like what is this icing I've never tasted before what is this cake I've never tasted before it's really really cute but those kinds of traditions and maybe potentially starting new ones um made me think of all the birthday traditions and like if there's any lore behind it so I started looking stuff up and boy oh boy is there tons of lore so some overlap with birthday customs but also some there are some cultural differences as well so let's dive into uh the birthday lore so in ancient Egypt it was celebrated only for the birthdays of pharaohs like only pharaohs and the highest ranking people could have their birthday celebrated and it was often celebrated with like commoners just mere commoners but they would have like days off or extra money or you know some relaxation time ancient romans uh on the other hand, were one of the first civilizations to celebrate family and friends' birthdays. Um, And they, like, were able to recognize each other and, and be thankful for the fact that they were born. I, this is what I was suspecting. Um, Funnily enough, it has pagan roots. And I was like, I wonder if there's pagan roots here. And there are. And that's why some religions now, specifically like several Christian denominations, don't celebrate birthdays. Um, However, uh, the pagan thought process or the original pagan thought process behind this were that evil spirits lurked on days of, quote, major changes. Um, and one of those being the day you were born. And so by celebrating it, it's kind of like counteracting these evil spirits that lurk. Ancient Greeks have it so that each person has a spirit attached to them that witnessed their birth. So since since they were born, there was a spirit that witnessed it and is attached to them and they keep watch over them. Um, it's funny because um, at first I was like, is it guardian angel? And it's sort of like that. Um, it, it had a quote, mystic relation with the God on whose birthday the individual was born, end quote. So um, if they were born... Uh, in the month or the day or a roundabout close to the god that in ancient Greek god that they recognized, then that god's spirit or a spirit that worked for that god would be attached to the person since birth. In the U.S., it was, I didn't realize how new birthday celebrations were, but in the U.S., not, it wasn't until the 19th century, between 1860 and 1880, that the middle class folks started to celebrate their own birthdays. It's so interesting how it's like ancient in other spaces, like ancient Greek, ancient Rome, and like pagan celebrations. But for the U.S., it took until the 1800s, the late 1800s before it started, So the U.S. birthday history is that before like the 19th century, only the quote important people end quote were considered for birthday celebrations. So like George Washington, (laughs) sorry, what a guy. Um, So people like that, it was like a national holiday, kind of like the pharaohs, um, but 
you know, it was in the US, we didn't have pharaohs. But um, same thing with like, and then not only just like, important people as in like presidents and stuff, but also rich people and national heroes. Um, these are still to this day recognized um, as like national holidays. And sometimes people will even be off from work for these holidays. So I find that interesting that that brief hist that little snippet of US history is still being carried out today. As families started to have fewer children and could spend more emphasis on them, like more time, uh, more attention, and uh, they could spend more money too on lavish time and gifts and parties. Uh, They were able to celebrate each other more. And there was this quote in the article that said, quote, less valuable. They saw kids as less valuable economically or as workers and more so emotionally as family members. (laughs) Imagine that children are humans too. So weird to think about that. It's, I don't know, just during the industrial era and even before then, there were lots of times, well, I know you know this already, but kids were like left to their own devices. They weren't a protected group of people, even though they're considered now a vulnerable group of people. Um, uh, and it's so like crazy to me because kids often are like the last ones thought about with regards to like protection like kids didn't get rights or protective rights until after animals which is just like wild to me I mean of course protect animals I don't mean take that away but I guess that's my soapbox of the day that it's really surprising to me how like these vulnerable groups of people were kind of like were an afterthought. And it's interesting how the shift into prioritizing the health and well-being of children also caused there to be more celebration of life of them. I think that's really cool. Also, the concept of time was more accessible and accurate. So like people would be like, oh, they were born in June, I think, to like, oh, their birthdays, I don't know, June 12th. Like it was specific. There is a bit of a dark side, as it is with most things related to folklore, about how there are several like people who were kind of like harmed or felt led astray by birthdays. So like I mentioned before, um, there are some sects of beliefs and religions that believe that it takes attention away from God and that it kind of like celebrates self over God. Um, there's also consumerism. Um that kind of like can inflate uh, people's spending during that time. Um, Also, some people believe that with the consumerism, that it causes spoiled people and therefore especially kids. I, this is my own opinion moment. I think like obviously within reason, but getting like specific gifts that are thoughtful, not necessarily expensive, but like letting a person, especially a kiddo, know that you're thinking about them and that you pay attention to them and that you got this gift specifically for them for this day and you're thankful for them to be alive um, is not going to cause someone to be spoiled. (laughs) Um, I think sometimes I notice this is Oh, I'm getting so boxy. It's this is what happens when you talk to a trauma and child specialist. This is what happens. Um, kids like need to feel special too. And there's I've noticed sometimes that there's this conflation of unconditional love 
and being spoiled are like conflated with each other, even though that's not related in any way. There's tons of studies that show that you can never love your kids too much. You can never hold them too much. You can never care about them too much. That does not cause someone to be spoiled. If anything, it'll cause them to be more self-sufficient and independent later as they grow. So that's my little ranty rant of the day. Um, Another dark side to birthdays is that it caused an existentialism that kind of wasn't as prevalent before. Um, There's this pressure now, um, and it started then, but I still see it now, where there's this like innate need to reach certain life goals by a certain age or like reach certain milestones by a certain age. And that's just not possible to put on oneself. And that's also not reasonable to, um, it's something you can't control. Aging is something that everyone goes through and we can't control it. And so saying like, oh, well, you're worthless or what's the meaning of you being alive if you haven't quote done anything end quote, by this certain amount of time. And I just think that that can breed a lot of like dissatisfaction, existentialism, and sometimes nihilism, like depending on how intense the pressure is from outside sources or inside sources. So I thought that was interesting that along with this celebration, there were these three kind of darker sides to it, like idolizing oneself, um, causing spoilage of people, persons. Um, Is spoilage a word? I'm going to just roll with it. And then um, that existentialism that was still there before, but not to this forefront and prominent degree. So here are some traditions that are interesting. So the cake itself comes from ancient Rome. Um, Sometimes people celebrate with fruit instead And then, of course, there's the smash cake that I was talking about before, whenever a baby turns one year old. There are candles um, usually involved. It's funny because this um, comes from the aristocratic German birthday. Um, In the 1700s, there was something called Kinderfest or Kinderfeast, um, where there's a candle for each year of life and an extra one for years to come. And that's kind of what it celebrates. So if a kid is turning 10, they might put 11 or 12 candles on there. Um, There's also a pagan belief that light keeps away the lurking darkness. And we've heard this a couple times with bonfires, campfires, anything related to light. Um, And like lighting the way lanterns, that's another one um, for Diwali. And I think that's neat that like there's that root of like, we're going to find hope with each passing year that I think is just really beautiful. Then there's also like that focusing on joy and intentional wishes related to candles that I also think is like kind of a cool resolution to have within yourself and a cool goal to have within each person. Um, the cards in presents are more related to Western consumerism, some of which I already talked about, but um, I that's more of like a Western trend to have like the cards and presents. Then I saw a different kind of tradition that was interesting to me. There's something called name day. Um, and instead of like celebrating the exact date of the birth in Slavic cultures, your name comes usually from a saint. And so the person will celebrate the saint's 
birthday. So for example, let's say you were born in January, like me, like my babo, but you're named Sonia. Uh, St. Sonia was born on September 22nd. That's the example they gave. I didn't fact check this. Maybe she died then too, or maybe that's when she became a saint. But for some reason, September 22nd is like a prominent day in St. Sonia's life. And so that would mean that even though the person is actually born in January, they would celebrate it on September 22nd. The exact opposite is true for Germany. Um, There's a superstition that you must celebrate your birthday on the actual date or it'll you'll have bad luck for the year. And so let's say your birthday is on a Thursday that year, but you want to have a party or sleepover on Friday and a Saturday. They say, nope, like you need to make sure you have some sort of celebration on Thursday or it's going to be bad luck. In Denmark, um, they fly the Danish flag outside and they place presents around the kid's bed so that when they wake up, they wake up to being surrounded by gifts, which I think is like kind of a magical scene in my mind. It's a cool visualization. Um, There's another one where, so I've celebrated this before, but um, where the the adults will tug on the earlobes very gently, like little tug um, and the way I had it done is like my abuelita would tug on my earlobe as the number of years lived plus quote one to grow on end quote. This article said that in Brazil, this happened. But I honestly wonder if that includes like other South American countries, Central American um, specifically, because that's where my family is from. Um, it's like the Caribbean and Central America, Central South America. Um but another one is Hungary does this as well. It has an accompanying ear tug with a poem that roughly translates to God bless you live so long. So your your ears reach your ankles, which I think is really cute. So there's another type of celebration called fairy bread. I know I've seen this and eaten this before, but I can't remember where or why, which makes me think I was like really young when this happened. This happens in New Zealand and Australia, which I've never been to. Um, So I don't know why I would know what this is, but you take white bread and you put butter on it and then you uh, have sprinkles like the rainbow sprinkles all over it. And that's called fairy bread. And that it's kind of like a really sprinkly fun thing to eat. So this one sounds really good. There's something called birthday breakfast or Oto. Uh, where it's mashed yams with eggs and onions. And I'm a savory person. Like, I love savory stuff. And that sounds so good. Um, they ha- they celebrate that uh, birthday breakfast in Ghana. In China, there's something called Yi Main, and also known as, like, longevity noodles. You're also supposed to avoid giving a watch or a clock on one's birthday because it's considered bad luck. Which just reminds me of that song uh, that Muse sings where they're like, time is running out. Our time is running out. I'm sorry. I subjected you to my horrible version of rock opera. Um, But that time is running out song by Muse is exactly what that reminds me of where you're like, 
hey, you're another year older. Here's this ticking clock. Look at it. So I get why that would be like a rude gift to give somebody. But also in Western cultures, uh, I feel like I've known of people who got like a fancy watch for their birthday. In Vietnam, there's not really an individual birthday that's celebrated, but it's more like you celebrate another year of life along with the new year. And it's similar in Korea. And age in Korea is done quite a bit differently compared to Western areas as well. Um, Like, I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, I really should have looked this up before I'm just spitballing off the top of my head like this, but bear with me. I think what happens is when you're born, you're considered a year old. And then with every new year, you're considered another year older, like how the article depicted. And so if like, let's say you're born on like December in December, you'd be a year old. um, And then with the new year, you would be considered two years old, even though you might be just a month old, like chronologically through society, you're two years old. So I think that's kind of interesting. There's Uh, Of course, the red envelopes. I feel like uh, people have seen this before. Maybe you have seen it before um, where there's or experienced it. There's money put inside of a red envelope for the person's birthday. And it's also done on New Year's. Um, It's funny because next episode, I'm going to be talking about the whole red envelope thing and New Year's and stuff like that. Hint, hint to the next episode. (laughs) There are, of course, in different cultures, certain birthday milestones. So in Latin America, um, when you turn 15, it's called a quinceañera or a quinceis. In Judaism, when the person turns 13, it's a bar or bat mitzvah, depending on the person's gender. Um, Although in Orthodox Judaism, it's when the person's 12 years old. In South Africa, when somebody turns 21, you give that adult child a key signifying adulthood and responsibility. In the USA, 21 is when a person can legally drink. So many people have a boozy 21st. Um, I personally have a lot of alcoholism in my family history. And so I've always been really, really wary of my own self drinking alcohol. I don't care if other people drink alcohol. Um, So I didn't do this for my 21st birthday. Um, But I don't see anything wrong at all with people doing this. It's so funny, because sometimes when you're like, oh, I personally do or don't do this thing. Sometimes people think that Um, I'm being like judgmental of them when that's not so. But I also don't want to be like, hello, I'm not drinking because of alcoholism reasons. (laughs) It's like, whoa, Um, that's a lot to dump on somebody. So I but that my, my 21st birthday looked pretty low key. But I also have tons of friends and family members when they had their 21st birthday that they had a boozy one. And I thought that was fun, too. In Holland, there's something called the crown years. And this is when um, like you celebrate the person's birthday every year. But when the person turns 5, 10, 15, 20 and 21, there's like larger presents are given to that person, whether larger physically or larger expense wise, or maybe more like for like a larger celebration in general is given to those people. 
Um, There are something called milestone birthdays, which seems similar in Nigeria. And this is the there are these large parties that are thrown at the ages of one, 10 and 15. This one I remember learning about. It's really, I think it's really beautiful. At 20 days old, um, in Minikoi or Maliku, this is an island in India, the baby has their hair trimmed or shaved and that hair is weighed and the weight of that hair is donated in silver or gold to a charity of their choice. And I thought that was really cute because all the baby's hair is going to fall out anyway. You might as well donate in that baby's honor. I think that's a nice way to start life. So this is really interesting, this this one, because I knew there was something related to like why people couldn't use this song, um, but now I learned way more about it. So the song Happy Birthday to You um, was originally, it's like probably the most popular birthday song in the entire world, but it actually started out as Good Morning to All by Patty and Mildred Hill. Um, and that song is copyrighted. And it's still not usable today. They don't know how it changed to happy birthday to you, but because it has that tune with it, it's still like copyrighted and still not usable today unless you buy the rights. So that's why like in movies and restaurants, you'll often see people having made up their own birthday song. They still get $2 million per year and it's not available for public domain until 2030. This was an interesting fact, I thought. The most common birthday is October 5th, Um, you know, because the amount of time before that, that it would to create a baby, the the date of conception would be New Year, uh, New Year's Eve. Sorry, you had to think about that. (laughs) And the least common is May 22nd, which I thought was interesting. So when is your birthday and how do you usually feel about it? Because I know there can there can be a lot of stuff that pops up with birthdays. I'd love to know if you decided to celebrate your birthday. Um, and if you do decide to celebrate your birthday, what you typically do. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next week. Me and my babo another year older. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you liked this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible, and the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.